That Naturopathic Podcast, TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Cara Denisio. And I'm Dr. David Miller, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting it all together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of health care. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you need to know about. Hey everyone, Dr. Dave here. As you probably know, this podcast is all about getting the word out there that naturopathic medicine has got some serious game. Educating and inspiring our listeners to work towards and achieve better health is what it's all about. But just like it takes energy and effort to invest in and strive towards greater health, it takes energy, effort, and financial support to do all the podcast things necessary to keep this message coming at you. So please afford me a moment to share our gratitude and give a real heartfelt thank you to our show sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Their patient focus vision of improving health outcomes with the use of high quality naturopathic doctor designed supplements is 100% in alignment with what we're trying to do here at the podcast. Their enthusiasm for supporting what we're trying to do for you, the listener, encourages us to keep producing content that will inform and inspire. Thanks again to our sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of that naturopathic podcast. It's Dr. Dave here again. Um, Today, I wanted to just share a few stories because the whole idea of when Kara and I started doing this podcast, um, it was basically, you know, the whole impetus for us doing it was that not enough people know the great stuff that naturopaths are doing or that you can accomplish with naturopathic medicine. Um, so I just thought today I'd share with you a few stories from the last uh, couple of weeks. And they're kind of, uh, well, they're three different sort of areas of treatment. Um, so one of them is just simple nutrition. Uh, one of them was a homeopathic and one of them was visceral manipulation, uh, which is a hands-on approach. So you, know, you got a real basic sort of nutritional approach, more of a misunderstood homeopathic approach and a hands-on approach, which is just another uh, week at the office, I guess, for me. <clears throat> but I think it's important for you to know that there's, you know, there's hope for you in, in terms of, uh, you know, getting success with treatment and it may require different kinds of interventions. You know, in these cases, I, I couldn't have probably used uh, a different intervention than what I did. Um, with with the same degree of uh, confidence and and result, um, so yeah, I, I, let's just go through these few cases. Um, like I said, in the last few weeks. So the first case I want to talk to you about is a young woman. Uh, I think she's got four kids. She's probably still in her twenties, so she had kids early, um, and she was she was really suffering. She um, had. She had, she had days that she just didn't want to live. So sort of severe mental health concerns. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's worrying, obviously, when you have a patient like this. And so she came in with, you know, anxiety, depression, uh, borderline personality disorder. These are the, the diagnoses that she's been uh, given in the past. And, um, 
you know, I didn't, I didn't necessarily know where to start other than start and do the basics. So, uh, she didn't, she didn't know how to eat properly. She didn't know how to cook properly, really. Um, so obviously we started with just doing a few, just learn a couple of meals that you can do, uh, and, and learn them well, and then you can repeat them. Um, but in, in the course of that same first visit, like, obviously that's not very specific targeted advice, but it's sort of a foundational pillar for health. So we, of course we address that. We also did some labs and, uh, we saw that her iron was low, surprise, surprise, and her vitamin D was low. So I think our next visit, uh, we did some uh, intervention based on her lab. So we gave her vitamin D and iron. And so now this woman's gone from five out of seven days where she just doesn't even want to live. Uh, I think that was her word. She just, yeah, it was something I don't want to live. And uh, now we're, uh, I think, I think there was only two days in the, in the month after we initiated treatment with iron that she had down days. So, and she got more energy. Uh, she's just like, Oh my God, I didn't know, you know, I could get so much done in a day, which is, you know, part of the problem with iron is being low is it's depressing because you don't have the energy to do what you want to do, live the life you want to live. Right. So I thought, you know, I got very sort of angry in a way. I feel sad that this, uh, this lovely young woman had, you know, been, um, not assessed properly for iron, to be honest, and been put on multiple pharmaceuticals, um, without the world's most nutrient, uh, most common nutrient deficiency being assessed properly. And it's my, uh, uh, I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I feel great about being able to help her, but I also feel sad that there was, you know, there was so much time that she could have been doing better than, than she was because she wasn't properly assessed. So this, like I said, makes me angry, kind of gets me sad a lot that, this is happening and and I think it's out there a lot. So we've got someone who was given some psychiatric, you know, illness, basically a diagnosis of, of uh, borderline personality disorder. Uh, this is the second person that um, upon receiving proper assessment of iron and uh, then replenishment of iron, she's done well. So it can be very, very simple, like just nutrition like that. And so make sure that you, if you have any sort of brain or mental uh, sphere of symptoms that you're being tested for iron, your brain uses a lot of energy and iron is needed to make that energy. So um, yeah, that was, that was a very dramatic sort of uh, improvement in this person's life for a very simple sort of intervention. Uh, another one I wanted to share was a really nice uh, woman came in uh, probably in her, I believe in her fifties and she's gone through some traumas. She, she, there was guilt from some traumas that she experienced in her life. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to go into the details, but like sort of terrible situation where, uh, she came to be the person who found a loved one, uh, in a situation where, uh, the person subsequently, uh, died. And so, not only did she find this person, but she felt uh, sort of guilty for the situation that led to the person being in that uh, predicament that that um, led to led to her um, dying. So it was quite a dramatic sort of story, and um, you know, sometimes you just sit there and go, "I don't know how I'm going to help this person," um, but I'm going to sit here and listen to them and and validate them. Uh, be there for them while they while they share 
their um, experiences, which affect your health. Um, so, yeah, in this case, uh, because of this overwhelming sense of responsibility and guilt that she felt for the outcome, which was basically an exacerbation or an acute sort of uh, worsening of a general feeling that she's had, which she just sort of feels like responsible for everyone else's feelings around her. Um, that's sort of a long, like a lifelong thing that she sort of feels responsible for you being happy, me being happy and my dog being happy sort of thing. Um, which, uh, you know, how do you treat that? I mean, it's not, it's, it's sort of, um, it's a difficult thing to, to think, how do I treat this? Right. It obviously doesn't, maybe iron would help if she's low in iron, of course, but I thought something else was needed. So thankfully I've got a history of using some homeopathics with fairly, uh, fairly good success. So uh, the, the homeopathic that came to mind for me for this overwhelming guilt and everything that was going on with her was Staphysagria. Um, and so I gave it to her, but I'll be fully, I'll fully disclose with you, everyone, that I wasn't sure what sort of benefit we'd get. Because one of the things with homeopathy is that it's, it's sometimes difficult to prescribe and, and difficult to prescribe precisely. Um, but because of this overwhelming responsibility, guilt thing, which is cancer miasm yeah, to those homeopathic nerds out there. Uh, it sort of made sense to me to try it. And, you know, it wasn't going to be the only thing we did. We did some visceral manipulation that day too, which also helped her bowels uh, for the next week or so, like dramatically. Um, but when she came back the, the next visit, um, she said some really, really interesting stuff. Like um, she's had a major shift mentally. She can say it's not my fault. She was still emotional, but not crying as much. And, um, you know, she could deal with a little bit of rejection or negativity, whereas it used to just throw her off. Um, she said her mind and feelings and reactions are better. And, um, you know, when you break a nail, I no longer feel like it's my fault sort of thing. So may, she said she felt amazing. Um, and so, uh, this, deep, deep, uh, I don't know, responsibility or worry that she felt for everyone has, uh, and, and like this idea that like some, something bad is always going to happen major lift in her. And, you know, how do we prove it? Very difficult for, for those naysayers out there. I understand, you know, where you're coming from in some ways, but, um, if you were this woman, you'd feel like a major weight had been lifted off, lifted off your shoulders and, it's a major improvement in her day-to-day -day experience of her life, which is what it's all about. Right. So um, I don't prescribe a homeopathic every day, but there's times like this, or if there's grief, I use Ignatia. There's something with Ignatia and grief and, and it, it, it works a lot of the time so much so that uh, I would say it's fairly reliable that you're going to get some benefit from it. So, you know, so we shifted from iron, very, very sort of simple, common, you could say uh, intervention for very, you know, sort of um, evidence-based, if you will, um, or clinically uh, an easy decision to make if you know how to assess properly to homeopathy, which is uh, a little more difficult to work with. It's a little more esoteric. I look forward to the day that we know how it works. I also look forward to the day that people who don't know anything about it shut up about saying that it doesn't work just because they don't know how to use it. Um, sort of like saying if you, you know, you, you pick up a soccer ball and you can't do what Lionel Messi can do, then yeah, soccer balls don't work. I mean, you need to know what you're doing, you know? Anyway, um, I won't go off on that homeopathy 
tirade, but let's move on then to the the last case, which was uh, just a few days ago. Um, and it's very short. I'll just I'll just tell you it's it's about visceral manipulation. Um, I did something. Uh, well, this woman came in, and she's got uh, she's had a couple of ten pound babies, and she has problems straining during bowel movement. Um, and so I've uh, referred her to uh, Janice Taylor, uh, pelvic floor physio, because I think it's more of a comprehensive approach to her treatment if I involve other really really skilled practitioners. So I've uh, I've referred her, but I said, look, let's let's do this visceral manipulation, and because a lot of the times I don't uh, I, I get great results in constipation without sending for pelvic floor physio. But the more I know about pelvic floor physio, the more I'm going to send people for it, just to be thorough um, and do a more sort of comprehensive team based approach uh, in the patient's best interest. So as you know more, you do you know you do better hopefully. So that's what I'm trying to do. But anyway, thought I'd start with um, my visceral manipulation. And, um, she had this, so she's sitting there on the chair and, uh, she's about to get, she's really, she's lovely. She's like got great disposition. Like she's just, she's ready to get better. Uh, I believe she's in a a position of higher responsibility at work. So she's, you know, I find people like that often are, um, you know, they know what has to be done, has to be done. So she's keen, perfect sort of patient to work with. Um, and anyway, she gets up from the chair and she's like, oh, just give me a minute. Like it hurts getting up. And so she, she proceeds to tell me how bad she'd had this sort of coccyx or tailbone pain and uh, like how, like how bad it felt when she got up that she couldn't, and she's smiling, right? She's not, she's not like making anything up here. Just like I talked about in my last episode of the podcast, she's, no one's really making crap up anyway. So she isn't either. So she's just like standing for a minute before she has to sit down on the, um, on the examination table again. So I let her, you know, stand and whatever she sits down very gingerly, right. Cause everything really, really hurts on her tailbone. And, uh, she sort of shuffles and, and, you know, she, she finally sits down, uh, cause the, the pain is enough that she can, um, and so I do my little assessment, the homeopathic or not the homeopathic, sorry, the, uh, the visceral manipulation, osteopathic assessment, um, where I put a fascial load on, on top of her skull and just sort of see where the, where the body bends and all that. So same as I always do, but in the course of treatment, I, I think, you know, what, I'm going to go do the, um, I'm going to do, I'm work on the sigmoid colon. Um, and you know, remember this is anatomically informed naturopathy or anatomically informed clinical uh, thinking. What is the coccyx? You know, it it sort of looks like it's useless. You know, it's so small, right? But if you know your internal anatomy, it is the uh, attachment point for so many of the pelvic floor, um, so much of the pelvic floor muscles, ligaments, uh, et cetera. So a lot of, a lot of uh, relevant anatomy attaches to, the coccyx. So I'm keeping that in mind uh, while I'm working on it. I think, okay, let's, let's work on the sigmoid uh, colon. So in, uh, I don't know if it'd be, it was from talking to her previously or during the treatment on the sigmoid colon, uh, osteopathic visceral manipulation. She said, Ooh, you know, I got this back pain and, and, and the back pain's higher up. It's, it's higher up. I believe it was in the thorax. Uh, that she felt, yeah, thoracic back pain. She said, oh, she could feel her her back was sort of loosening up while we were doing the treatment. And then um, 
while she was on the table and we're doing the treatment, she felt like a, like almost like a, a release pop. Um, and she was like, Oh, what was that? And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, I mean, I, I see this quite often, uh, you know, when I'm doing visceral manipulation, things will release and the, the patient will feel some sort of, um, change in the tissue, sometimes abruptly, sometimes more dramatically than others. Sometimes just tingling. She also had tingling going down other areas. Um, I believe there's some tingling going down her arm while I'm wearing, working on her sigmoid colon, which is crazy, but uh, that sort of stuff happens too. But anyway, let's get to the point. When she stands up, she's like, I have no back pain. My tailbone pain is gone. I remember she'd gone to uh, you know, really good clinicians, uh, you know, she'd gone to a, a good choice of clinicians. Anyway, she'd gone to an RMT, she'd gone to a, a, a chiropractor prior to this, because this was really debilitating tailbone pain. And now she gets up from the table from us working on the sigmoid colon with the most gentle, beautiful, elegant techniques uh, involved in visceral manipulation, and it's gone. So, I mean, that was, I mean, we'll see if it holds, right? That was last week, but she said it was gone when she, when she stood up. So just shows how, you know, you can use these different uh, kinds of interventions. You know, one's just clinical nutrition, one's homeopathy, and one's visceral manipulation, which is an osteopathic technique. Um, and they were all, uh, they all led to dramatic improvements in these, in these patients' uh, outcomes and you know, that, that is just another week at the office, I guess, uh, for, for me as a naturopath. So I hope if any of those, uh, any of you listening out there find this, uh, you know, if this is sort of a situation or, or something that you've experienced in your life where you're like, I don't know what's going on. Um, and I don't know what can fix me. There's some hope. Okay. So see, see a naturopath. Um, we do good work and, uh, you know, we're trying to make big changes one patient at a time and it might take one thing and it might take another thing uh, or it might take several things, but there's many different ways to go about uh, treating uh, and assessing your health issues. And I want you to have a lot of uh, hope that you can, you can feel better. Um, and yeah, like just be inspired by the fact that people are getting better in naturopathic doctor's offices. Um, and we're going to listen and we're going to assess properly and we're going to treat with the best means necessary. And sometimes that does mean referring out. So stay hopeful um, and, uh, and ring up your naturopath and get in there and, and get working towards the, uh, you know, the best life you can have. Okay, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Dr. Dave signing off. Hey everyone, Dr. Dave here. As you probably know, this podcast is all about getting the word out there that naturopathic medicine has got some serious game. Educating and inspiring our listeners to work towards and achieve better health is what it's all about. But just like it takes energy and effort to invest in and strive towards greater health, it takes energy, effort, and financial support to do all the podcast things necessary to keep this message coming at you. So please afford me a moment to share our gratitude and give a real heartfelt thank you to our show sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Their patient focus vision of improving health outcomes with the use of high-quality, naturopathic doctor-designed supplements is 100% in alignment with what we're trying to do here at the podcast. Their enthusiasm for supporting what we're trying to do for you, the listener, encourages us to keep producing content that will inform and inspire. Thanks again to our sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada.